You do your thing to the best of your ability. Show up early, stay late, you know, be of good cheer, and then know that your efforts are accumulating and gathering. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question, four steps for when you lack motivation. Somebody asked this last Friday, and I think eight people confirmed this was the next question for me to answer. Mike, when you say show up, show up, show up, what is your advice when you lack motivation or feel overwhelmed? How do you motivate yourself to keep going? Four ideas for you. They're all super simple. Life is super simple. We live in the Harvard of the... No, 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 no. Time and space is not the Harvard of the universe. Time and space is the kindergarten of the universe. So let it be easy. Don't think you've got uh, dragons to slay. You just got to see things a little bit differently. And here we go to gain some motivation. Number one, don't expect so much from your every effort. Expect everything from the universe. Expect every dream of yours to come true. But don't expect there to be a quid pro quo for every muscle you flex, there needs to be a reward. Okay, for everything you do, you know, the sun needs to come up. For every smile you smile, somebody else has to smile back. Don't be looking for this parody. Life never works that way. You have to work almost as if you were blindfolded. You do your thing to the best of your ability. Show up early, stay late, you know, be of good cheer, and then know that your efforts are accumulating and gathering. And whether you see immediate results, or maybe it's going to be two and a half weeks, or maybe it's going to be two years as you move yourself through transition and chaos before all of a sudden it's like the best of your life. I've been there. I know when you're waiting, it seems like it takes forever. And when you get there, you're like, damn, that was fast. You're like, darn, I'd wait, I'd wait 10 more years rather than the 10 months that I did wait for all the good that's now happening. And you will wonder what you ever did in your mortal flailings to deserve so much. But number one out of four steps, stop looking or expecting so much for every effort. Again, this is about parity. Expect the world 
overall in the long haul. Have great expectations. That's not what I'm saying. But don't be expecting so much for every time you show up, the band's supposed to play. Okay? Just be there in your glory, radiant, basking, okay? Payday's coming. Number two, change perspectives. It's all in how you see stuff. It's not a J-O-B. It's your parade with life where you get to discover your talents, where you get to fall in love, where you get to be fallen in love with. I mean, a J-O-B. I mean, you know, there was a note from the universe. Let me, let me read it. What if the word work was changed to dance with life? And instead of it being viewed as an alternative to fishing or a way of paying your dues, it was seen as a chance to meet a parade of new friends. Oh my God. Discover your own untested potentials and unpolished gifts and to open avenues for abundance to come pouring into your life. Yeah. So, do you have a dance with life? How's it going? Your search with your dance of life. Forget the word work. Forget J-O-B. The, the next line in the note from the universe, yeah, I bet lottery sales would plummet if people saw their work as their dance with life. Start the parade, the universe. P.S. Not to mention the office parties, donut runs, and free pens. Cha-cha-cha. Change your perspective. You're not going out every day to pay your dues. That would deflate anybody. That's like, yuck. Forget it. Who wants to do that? You're going out to find out who else you might love, to find out who else loves you. And boy, there is a long list of folks out there just can't wait to meet you. There are people out there who will very soon be meeting you. And the first thing they do when they get home is they're going to call their mom or their sister or their brother or their daughter. And they're going to say, I met the coolest person today. You. And this is what getting out in the world can do for you. Don't be looking at it like, I got to go out there and, you know, earn my keep and prove myself and change your perspective. Okay. We're only halfway there. Number three, if overwhelm is the problem, which is part of the equation here in the question asked, this is the simplest advice that goes back for millennia, probably as long as we've been here. Um, one day at a time. Okay, We all, I'm sure, wrestle with long to-do lists. And I personally feel like I never get everything done that I wanted to do in a day. At the end of the day, it's like, well had a list of 12 things and I got four done. Um, but sometimes I, I, I've, I see, and this is perspective again, that, that just doing those four things was way more than enough. And doing those four things and having the opportunity to maybe daydream or do a few unnecessary web searches throughout the day added to my creativity, made it a better day. So cut yourself some slack from all the to-dos, but mostly just show up one day, one hour, one minute at a time and be present. Just be there without thinking of the lions, tigers, and bears and the mountains you have to scale. What's the Lao Tzu quote? You know, every long adventure begins with a single step. Did I butcher that or what? 
Okay, number four. This is going to help motivate you. This is like juice. Okay, understand. Try to comprehend that for every little thing you do, I mean little baby step, I mean things seemingly unconnected to your dream, but it was like just, you know, part of greeting the day. You know, going out the front door, waiting at the traffic light, just the little thing. Every single thing you do when you're out in the world does so many things to your inner psyche. Let me, it does so many things to the playing field. There's so many things about emboldening beliefs. Let me read you my list. First off, by many, many metaphysical teachers will teach that to kind of get to a dream quicker. You want to do some acts of faith, some pretending that it's all working out. Demonstrate, act with faith, do a little splurge, show up, smile, okay? There is no greater act of faith, no greater demonstration than you actually moving towards your dream through baby steps, through the normal waiting at the red lights on your way to work. This is all part and parcel of it because you're out there moving with your life. You are showing your inner witness. I believe in me. I know this can happen. Look, it's happening right now. I'm on my way. Check this guy out. The world is dancing to the beat of my drummer because I left the house today. Thereby, you are emboldening, empowering beliefs. Okay? This demonstration is aligning the stars on your behalf. You're showing your inner witness this is happening. While simultaneously, you are negating those invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs that you don't even know if you really have. Well, if you're all of a sudden in motion through baby steps going to your J-O-B, your dance with life, any limiting belief that says, I'm not up to it, people don't like me, I'm no good, it's not working out, they're silenced. They are shut up because your being is negating them because you're showing up and you're out there in the world. These are just two things, and there's more that happen when you show up, show up. I'm trying to get you excited about showing up because of the magic it makes possible. You empower your positive beliefs. You negate your limiting beliefs. You avail yourself of life's magic. When you've got end results, programming, abundance, health, healing, camaraderie, joy, laughter, friendships, romance, it's being pressed to you. All that remains is for you to be out there with your cup, your palms, outstretched. How do you do that metaphorically? You go to your J-O-B. You go circulate your resume. You go ask for help. You go out on a blind date. You showing up is hands out in anticipation and expectation. You become a lightning rod for the miracles you have ordained with your big dreams. Whoa! And there's more. You meet a brand new crowd of friends. You fall in love. You're falling in love with. You discover your passions. Some of these I touched on already. You find out what you like. You find out what you don't like. You find out who you are. You enjoy yourself. You, you discover gardening. You discover recipes. You discover the internet. You discover computer coding. You discover that you're a great entrepreneur. You discover you're a super saleswoman. 
The world is your oyster. It is all here for you. And those moments you feel where you're dispassionate and you don't have the energy, parse it down, make it simple. Let yourself have these reasons to show up for motivation because so much happens on your behalf in this magical universe that's conspiring on your behalf. Just do it, just do it, just do it. John Bo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for another spiritual tune-up. Today's question on the heels of what we've been talking about this week, living deliberately, creating consciously, how to know what to do next. Mike, what if the options before me are not what I asked for? Do I take a path that leads me to something less than my dream? I'm afraid of going down the wrong path, making the wrong choices, etc. How do I know I'm making the correct choice when it's something less than what I'm asking for? I feel your pain. I've been there so often and so many times in my life. I have amazingly great news for anyone and everyone in this boat. First and foremost, let me tell you that where you are is not who you are. Where you are is never who you are. Where you are holds no bearing on where you're headed. You might not like where you are, but that doesn't mean you're not going to fall in love with tomorrow. And tomorrow is a breath away. What's important here is to understand your navigation skills. Your thoughts become things. What's important is you create a picture of what you want in your mind, your desired end result, not the hows. The hows are the path you're talking about. And right now before you, you're like, oh, I've got three paths and they all suck, including the one I'm on right now. <coughs> it's not important what you do. It's important that you do something. As I've been saying, you have programmed the magic with your dreams. Grandiose, love and laughter, friends and healing and joy and travel and wealth and abundance. That's all being pressed to you right now. It doesn't matter what path you're on. As long as you continue to tune in with your heart following intuition, if you've got it, if you don't got any intuition, stay where you are because good stuff is coming and use logic. Logic is usually overrated in our society. It's the end all be all. I'm not saying go there, but a little bit of logic is good. Too often spiritually aware people throw logic out the window. It's all about my heart, but you've been messing with the hows and the shoulds so long, you don't even know what your heart is telling you anymore. Use a little bit of intuition or a lot if you have it. If you're not sure, it's kind of cloudy, kind of gray. Use a little bit of logic. But what's most important is that you stay engaged on any path. You then become a lightning rod to the serendipities and the magic orchestrated by your end results. Step one is always have the end vision in mind. It's being pressed to you. Step two, just get out of the dang house. You don't like the paths that are before you. As I said just yesterday or the day before, keep doing what you're doing, but do it better. To free yourself from it, not to stay there. Do not learn to love it. It sucks. Everybody would hate that stuff that you're hating right now. But if you're there fully present with an open heart and an open mind, smiling, enjoying the journey, 
Everybody wants some. And then one thing leads to another. Somebody walks through the door. It's the UPS driver. He knows somebody else down the road who's hiring. Your life is transformed because you were there in the minute, in the moment. Do not judge your progress based on where you are today. It has no bearing on your future. Zero. Just because you don't like the path today doesn't mean you're not changing it tomorrow. And to change it, keep dreaming, keep showing up, ask new questions, knock on new doors, stay where you are, as I said yesterday, until something better comes along. Somebody else asked, how do I know um, when to give up or not? Or how do I know when to let go? You never let go. Let your end results be joy and happiness. Whoever gives up on joy and happiness? Whoever gives up on friends and laughter? Whoever gives up on health and healing, peace and harmony, love and romance? Those, you never give up. Those are your dreams. Everything else is a how. So if you're attached to a how, but you're calling it your dream, this book is going to get published. It's like, no, you want creative, fulfilling expression that brings in wealth and abundance. That's your dream. When do you give up on that? Never. You might give up on the book, but you never give up on the bigger picture. You stay in motion. Every dream by definition, every dream by definition implies that what it is it offers is not in front of you. And it sounds like you're saying, well, I'm dreaming this, but I'm here. How can I be here when I dream that? Well, it's a journey. So just because you're here and you're not there doesn't mean something's wrong with you. By definition, by the implied definition you're giving me now, and I hear it so often, anybody who has a dream is broken and messed up. Anybody who has a dream, um, well, it's just not a pretty picture that you're painting, okay? Because by definition, having a dream means something's wrong with you. No. No, having a dream is all that that's right with you and is what is written for you. But if you're trying to reconcile today to there, oh, that's not doable by any mortal faculty that you possess. You give it to the universe. You hold on to the end, res the end result, not the how. And the universe is like, I know how to do that. Oh my God, that's so easy. Just show up, go out the door, go to that sucky job, as I've been saying all week, master and last week, master what's before you, prepare to be astounded. Okay, it's very simple, a little intuition, a little bit of logic, keep on dreaming, you can't be stopped. And remember, where you are is not who you are. You are infinitely more. Where you've been holds no bearing on where you're going. It's natural that where you've been and where you are do not align with where you dream of going. That doesn't mean something's wrong. That doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. Keep holding on to the big, broad brush dream, showing up, doing what you can with what you've got from where you are. Open heart, open mind, prepare to change tracks when the opportunity presents itself, and enjoy every single day. It's such a dang gift. Okay, enjoy the, enjoy the day without thinking, this must be wrong. There must be something wrong. I mean, I've wanted it for two years. It hasn't happened yet. It might be 20 years. When it happens, you're going to be crying happy tears so much. You're going to be like, it was, it was so worth the wait. So just enjoy the journey. It is working. It never fails. Every day you get closer. Every day it gets easier. Thoughts become things, fellow adventurers. Jumbo, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up with a question we have all wondered at one point or another in our lives. 
Why do mean people, okay, sweet, my dog is in the room. Why do mean people succeed while others don't? All right, I've got four thoughts to share with you here. Uh, the first one is we got to get past the labels. We got to get past the judgment. We're not being judged. We shouldn't be judged, judging. Mean people, there's no mean people. There's confused people. There's lost people. Uh, there's scared people. But their fear and the fact that they're lost does not characterize their entire being. Now, I know where you're coming from. I've asked that same question myself. But if you want an answer and you want to find your power, get past the labels, get past your own judgment and sweeping generalizations that paint a person uh, one single tone based on a particular attribute in their behavior. Even if it's a recurring attribute, they are more than this behavior that you want to label mean. Lost people, people who do mean things, but they're not mean people. Okay, get past that. You're not being judged. Don't judge other people. Realize there's so much more going on. Second thought, very often there's a tendency amongst the people who make these observations in their kindness, love, and benevolence towards all, their live and let live attitude, they become very passive. Passive is not going to get you there. There's time for being reflective. There's time for going within. These will surely enhance your power for when you go out into the world. All right, so no brownie points for sitting on the back bench and letting other people make decisions while you just wait for the universe to deliver your life of your wildest dreams. The universe doesn't do deliveries, okay? It doesn't do takeout. You've got to go get it. Um, all right, then number three thing, the third thing I want to share with you. Similar to the first two points, very often we'll notice somebody's mean behavior. Call it evil behavior. Remember, it's not all that they are. At the same time, we don't notice that they have a fire in their belly. They have big dreams. And they're out there doing stuff about it. And while they're doing stuff about it, a few people might say, oh, you hurt me. And we call them mean, the person who hurt the person who said you hurt me. Uh, and we lose sight of the fact that this is a dreamer on a mission doing the best they can. We're all doing the best we can with what we know at the time. And sometimes it's those mean people whose dreams are coming true who are really good dreamers, really good daydreamers, really good at showing up, taking action. The fourth thing I want to share with you before some really good news. Don't compare. Comparisons are odious. My mother used to say, she wasn't the first to say that. Comparisons, somebody famous once said, uh, are the thief of joy. Comparing is the thief of joy. To ask this question, there is comparison. And I'm as guilty as anybody. But you know, let God do, deal with the things they do. As Will Smith said in his uh, classic rap song, let God deal with other people, all right? 
Nobody's going to get away with nothing. You just deal with you and don't compare. You're amazing. You're awesome. And while you're not giving yourself credit for some of the things you want that they've manifested, there's other things in your life also that you're not giving yourself credit for. You're not giving yourself credit for the fact that you can think on your own. You're not giving yourself credit for the fact that you're a natural born creator. You're not giving yourself credit for being God's only chance to feel the things that you feel. So enough of the comparisons, the judgment, don't be passive um, and take action. Now, the good news here, no judgment, no mean people. You're good to go. You got it made. You've never been judged. You are poised for the absolute best of your life in a world that will give anyone whatever they're capable of dreaming and acting on. So polish off the whatever you want to polish off. Get ready. Go out into the world. Bust and move. Your dreams are meant to be. You can have them. Don't worry about other folks. You've been doing so well so long. You're going to continue doing better and better. And let me tell you, it gets easier and easier and funner and funner and better and better and more and more joyful. This is the nature of an upward spiral and an upward spiral is your inheritance. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune up. More questions about money. So popular. Good thing it's so spiritual. Nothing unspiritual about money. Like the universe once said in a note, um, material things are pure spirit, even more so. <clears throat> because you thought about them so much, you felt them, you brought them into your existence. So even more so than the thoughts you have not yet manifested. So if you want some money, honey, it's there for you, okay? You getting yours does not come at the expense of anybody else having theirs. In fact, your success will likely embolden and inspire other folks. So please go for it. All right, 10 money manifesting tips. All of these I have mentioned at one point or another in the past year of these tune-ups, but I thought this is one place to put all in a single broadcast. First, visualize the life. Imagine the life that money will give you. Do not imagine the money. Now, there's so much wiggle room. You can still imagine the money and get it, okay? You're so pegged for success. But far more powerful and more to the point of what you really want the money for is the life. The ease, the freedom, the travel, the sharing, the foundations, the surprise gifts, the luxuries, for yourself, all of that's good. Imagine that, visualize that, see that as your end result. Don't see the money as, money suddenly becomes a cursed how, when what you're really after is all that it offers. So go for all that it offers. And you can have a few price tags in there, no big deal, but, but it's more about what you ultimately want than the means through which you can get there. Because you can get the house, the dream, the dreams come true, etc. perhaps without money ever passing through your existence, either as a gift or an inheritance or a win or, a, or some other kind of benevolence, a partner, a bunch of partners, uh, not to limit you. Uh, it doesn't have to come from somebody else, but 
don't limit the universe by thinking I have to have money, then I have the life. The life comes first. Okay. It always makes you feel so much better about what you want when you can immediately do something about it. Okay, and I know it's coming. I'm going to be telling you to take some baby steps. Show up, show up, show up in a minute. That's not what I'm saying here. I've had my back to the wall. I've been worried about my financial future. I've been worried about my financial present. I've been worried about my financial debt uh, at different chapters in my life. And I always would feel so much better. And the anxiety would go so much lower if your back's to the wall right now by taking some clear, obvious actions towards trimming existing expenses. I remember discontinuing my cable TV at one point. I remember shopping for the cheapest ramen noodles, not just ramen noodles, cheap ramen noodles. Uh, And by doing just the simplest of things, assessing all of my other expenditures, trimming here, trimming there, stepping it down, I felt power. Instead of powerlessness, life is happening to me, it's a runaway train. This will be one of several things I recommend within these 10 points that you do, and you can do this immediately. Cut back expenses. Eliminate the non-essential. Now, on the heels of that, tip number three, enjoy tiny demonstrations. I teach and many teach to make a demonstration. Act as if you already had the money. I will remember it forever so clearly. Seth, dictated by Jane Roberts. I often uh, reference the Seth and Jane Roberts books because they were so fundamental in my getting my groove on in every way in life in my teen years so, so long ago. Seth would say, mental images of your desired outcome combined with the simplest, most minuscule physical demonstrations can literally bring about staggering changes. And Seth would say, if you are broke, if you are poor, if you have but a few pennies, pennies to spare, give them away or overpay. Overpay, not in the sense of reckless, but you know, get the, get the premium brand occasionally. Now, tip number two was trim costs. So trim 10 categories and in one subcategory, buy the expensive coffee. Do a demonstration. I got this. Uh, the money's coming in now. Totally in my zone. Just playfully pretend through a token physical demonstration. Underline the word physical five times. Physically, once a day, at least once every couple of days, act as if you already had the life. The life, okay? That's what a demonstration is. Number four, think entrepreneurially. Think entrepreneurially. Put yourself in that zone where you are deciding what you're going to wear today. Is that what an entrepreneur would wear? When you're deciding what's for breakfast, is that what an entrepreneur would wear? would eat for breakfast, when you're deciding who to call and what words to speak to your mom or your buddy or your sister or your daughter or your brother or your sister or your whatever. I was trying to pick up on a rap tune theme that exists and I ruined it. So, um, so 
think in that mindset as if you were already the entrepreneur or if it's more maybe your art that's going to take off as a possibility or your book think as a writer think as an artist be in that zone move into the mansion of your wildest dreams metaphorically that mansion represents the life financial abundance the life peer from its windows <clears throat> and base your every decision based on the view as if you were already in there think entrepreneurially is uh, is the catch for many other ways to think depending on where you're drawn number five to take a ton of baby steps in many different directions or at least two or three different directions okay forget the many diversify your paths don't just take a baby step every day try out like for me try out writing try out speaking try out internet web development try out irrigation repair try out sending your accountant's resume i had like four or five things going on 21 years ago in the dark night of my soul and i did not insist on any one of them but it gave me diversity instead of saying this is the path i shall blaze who needs that drama okay the, the the universe doesn't need it and you're limiting yourself by closing other doors because you're picking this one and it has to be this one write the book start the business go back to human resources um on and on and on and on and on not only take baby steps show up show up every day in some way even if it's on a sucky path you know my work if you've heard me speak long enough, you know about the sucky paths. They're better than not going down any path at all. But go down different paths with an open heart, open mind. Uh, not to say that this is who I am or this is going to be it forever, but just to get yourself out of the house, as we've been talking about this week. I said a quote yesterday that was kind of really fun, and many of you picked up on it, and I actually messed it up. I said the universe doesn't do takeouts you have to go pick it up well takeouts are when you pick it up what I meant to say is the universe doesn't do special deliveries and what that means it doesn't come to your door with a pot of gold okay you want wealth and abundance you want the life there's only takeout baby you got to go take it out so the universe to clarify yesterday's and to properly immortalize this phrase the universe does not do special deliveries it only manages takeouts. You got to go to the, the counter. You got to do your part. Now, of course, everything, including life itself, is a special delivery that comes to us automatically and effortlessly. So you've got to understand the context of this quote for it to make sense. Um, there are so many ways that you can make uh, a buck. Somebody was asking yesterday, you know, I'm retiring, um, but I want to live in abundance. You know, that doesn't seem to add up. You, you got to do something. Nobody can just retire and say, okay, show up. You know, not unless you're walking on water and you're a Jesus or a Buddha. You're not going to be manifesting doubloons out of thin air. But there's so many things you can do. I, I, I often say, write a book, start selling your art, do eBay, um, start an online business, build a website. But you know what? What's better? Go to Google right now. I mean, after this. Go to Google and type in some clever, fun things like the top 10 ways to make money online. Uh, the top 10 businesses that you can start for under $25. Not just online, but out in the world. Um, the best way to make money if you're a passionate cook or a passionate gardener or if, you're, if you want to do life coaching. 
Google these common sense things, the 100 easiest ways to get started, the, the best uh, business franchises, um, the most innovative ways to make a dollar. Now, I know those are money oriented, but I want you to have traction with baby steps and these are going to give you a direction. And here is what's so important. You're dreaming of champagne and caviar and you've got this thing, start a business out in the real world for less than $100. It doesn't reconcile, does it? Do it anyway. It's better than doing nothing. Do something that leads to something else, to something else. It'll take you to places you can't conceive of right now. As I often share, as others have said, it's the dirt road, baby, that leads to the diamond mine. But you got you to... Gotta, you got to make that road. The road doesn't exist. The road will be brought to you as you show up, show up, show up. That's kind of how the, the universe delivers. You got to show up for takeout and then the universe says, oh, you didn't realize you're on the yellow brick road. Look down. Okay, so don't be discouraged that the first steps or the initial path seems beneath you. That is almost a requirement. Okay, it was in my life. Okay, number six, a similar to demonstrations that we talked about earlier give money away. What I told you about Seth, you know, give a few pennies away, a few splurges. Give what you want to receive. Love, money, confidence, guidance. What is it you most want? By giving it, you say, I am provided for. Your inner witness sees this. The divine sees this. And then as you show up with baby steps, so shall you be provided for. So give bits away. Give it away for free. Don't expect anything in return and then you get stuff in return. Number seven, diversify your life. Okay, I know you want champagne caviar. I know you want the bling. I know you want the house on the hill. But, <clears throat> excuse moi, must be an angel, right? Uh, tickling me. So diversify your life because too often when people are got their back against the wall for money or love or healing. They think of nothing else, but there's so much more to you, including really great things that are rocking on your behalf. So diversify your life. Don't be like, I need money. And then 24 seven sweat and worry and baby step towards money. Enjoy your friends, enjoy solitude, enjoy watching TV, enjoy reading a book, enjoy the beach, enjoy outings, enjoy and start new paths in other areas of your life as well. And then you take your eye off the pot that you were waiting to boil. Number eight, give thanks often. Gratitude. The universe is not judging. The universe doesn't give a flying yippity yoo if you're finally grateful. But when you feel gratitude, it's the same as saying, I have received. I have received. Thank you for my days. Thank you for the shirt on my back. Thank you that I get to watch the internet. Thank you that I can go for a walk. The universe is hearing, I have this. I receive that. I can do the other. So in the areas that you have, give gratitude. In the areas you have not, Give gratitude as if you had. And then as you show up with baby steps, you will be put into a position where you have. You will have that which you gave thanks for in advance prior to it showing up. Number nine, craft affirmations. Use your words. Your words are your wand. I already told you, number one, visualize the life. Okay, that was about 
visualizing as much as what to visualize. Not just visualize the money, but visualize the after effect. Now, point nine is about visualizing with your words. Everything I touch turns to gold. I have the Midas touch. Money is easy for me. It's like a game. Um, it's like it grows on trees. Money loves me. I love money. I'm a money magnet. Say these things and make up 20 more and use them as an affirmation when you're walking, running, running errands, taking a shower, walking the dog, walking the cat, walking the bird. Vi craft affirmations. And then number 10, immerse yourself in truth. Because the whole world at this primitive juncture wants to remind you that you're frail, you were born a sinner, you're bad, you're weak, you're falling apart, you're getting older, you're going to die. That's what the world wants you to believe. That's where we are in this primitive juncture. So good on you that you're watching stuff like this right now that reminds you of a greater truth. You're an eternal spark of God, here by choice, ready to rock and roll. And, and get the books, get the DVDs, get the resources, have your little stash, your little library, your whatever it is that reminds you, reminds you, reminds you of the truth, that speaks to your heart, that you know and recognize as we, the truth of reality. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up on this Friday. Today's question from a woman clearly all about the heart to love and not be taken advantage of. Of course, it could apply to men as well. We all know a little bit about that sensation. Uh, but specifically, the question is uh, very revealing and uh, rather profound. How do I continue being a totally loving, caring and giving person, which I know are my strengths? when I feel as though I've been attracting people who take advantage of that. I love making people feel good, heard, and listened to. But when that's not reciprocated, it brings up insecurities around only being lovable for the things I can provide for others. Should I cut these people off or learn how not to minimize myself? I feel like it's the latter, but I don't want this cycle to repeat. I'm not so sure it's the latter. We tend to make this kind of stuff so complicated, as I think I will reveal in my short answer here. I'm going to give you two answers. Because this is a multi-layered, rather complex equation, which it really didn't need to be, but I get where you're coming from, a lot of love behind you. Um, I'm going to give you the complex answer. And then I'm going to give you the simple answer. All right, but first, complex. The reason you love, you give, and you want people to feel heard is because this is what brings you the greatest joy. And that is beautiful. You are very far along the learning curve of spiritual evolution. You're right up there with the greats. Um, but you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for them. None of us should be deluded to the point where I'm out there selflessly sacrificing, giving my all, and I hope you appreciate it. Not to put words in your mouth, please. I'm not trying to do that by any stretch. But one of the realizations we have when we start really loving other folks is not only how awesome it is, but how good we feel. And it's easy to think, I'm doing it for you, but you're really, you know, for the people that you're helping, but you're really doing it as much for yourself. Don't lose sight of that. 
Because through joy and happiness, your heart opens up. In fact, happiness is the gateway to more love. More love. You want to you wanna experience love that you can cry peering into the eyes of a stranger? Be happy first. Okay? And you're on your way because the highest form of happiness comes from helping others. But it's not by being selfless. It's by being selfish. Okay, you're honoring your desire to be of service, to be the fingers of the divine, of source energy. And that is so cool. So then when you get this, of course, you then become so much more instrumental in the help of others rather than looking for, are you appreciating this? Are you having a good time? Are you thinking I'm pretty wonderful about all of this? Not that you're going there, but I'm trying to paint as broad a picture as possible. And it's no longer transactional. Just give because it's the most fun you can have. Okay. Know that, that by planting a seed of hope in someone's heart, when they least expected it, you will change the trajectory of generations of people. A whole planet will morph into something it could not have been had it not been for your kindness. If that doesn't light you up, nothing will. Now, not everybody's ready for that. Almost most people are not ready for that. You are very far along the curve. But do this for yourself and then whether or not they appreciate it becomes really low down on the totem pole as far as whether or not you want to keep doing it. Now, of course, if folks are not appreciating it, you know, and they're really truly taking you, uh, taking advantage of you, and this happens every single day, so I, I'm not saying that that's not possible. Um, you know, it's quite likely that you're going to have more fun doing the same kind of thing, shining your own radiant light for other folks who would appreciate it. So you might wean yourself off of those first group who just do not have the capacity to enjoy it uh, and, and allow yourself to shine so brightly like a moth to the flame. Uh, if that's the right metaphor. You will be attracting other beautiful souls who will appreciate it. But first and foremost, you're going to be lit up because you're doing your thing and it's fun for you to do. It's not transactional. Another thought here that really put a spin on the question that really made me um, go deep, if, if I may say. You're concerned about the insecurities your insecurities around only being lovable for the things you can provide for others. The only thing you can provide others of is yourself. And you're doing this in the most gorgeous way possible. Service, attentiveness, respect. You're not giving them commodities. You're giving them your heart. You're being present. You are being who you are. And it's not about, uh, I did this for them and they didn't really love it. What else do I have to do for them? It's not about the transaction. It's not about what else can I do? Who else do I need to be? You are already being your sublime, gorgeous, generous, giving self. That's all you got to do. Just be yourself. If they turn it into transactions, and they were having you do that as well. And they turn it into, this is good, that's not good enough, and I'd like some with a cherry on top, please. You know, all of a sudden, it's not about you anymore. It, it's, it's about circumstances 
that they're judging to determine whether or not they're happy. And you're so far beyond that. Just be you. And if on a certain day, week, month, or decade, being you means a little self-pampering and not so much taking care of other people's and putting out their fires, then you being you is, is going to be your ticket for greater joy, create a foundation to be of more service later on, and actually give them what they most want. Because deep down, they're probably pretty cool people. And deep down, they really love you. But you're so unsure of your own self-love that you may be performing these transactions, looking for approval, and you're not acknowledging your own magnificence that originally attracted them to you. Okay, it's there. Now, if this is a super serious committed relationship, oh, and or it's a marriage, then I would say there are many other factors going on in this exchange. Um, and that while at first glance, I said, if they're not appreciative and other people are, you might, you know, let them go by the wayside. You don't have to, you don't have to tolerate this. This is not about, can you learn to stop minimizing yourself? No, just be yourself. But you might in a committed relationship, not be so quick to say, I don't need that. Uh, I'm going to find somebody else who appreciates me because so much more is going on in the commitment, in the promise, in the hope, in the journey, in the dream. So you can focus on other elements of that package deal rather than just this one understanding of the importance you have of being your authentic self and not compartmentalizing it into transactions. Do you see that that was rather complicated, as was the question, and it's deserving of every angle of scrutiny, so no problem there, but we do tend to make it so complicated, life in general, like, you know, devaluing myself, not appreciating, what lessons am I supposed to learn, should I tough it out, should I be in here longer, should I attract more people, should I turn them loose, here's the simple answer. Be happy. Just be happy. Be happy every single moment and be your own source of happiness. Okay. And that will bring the right people to you who appreciate you, who celebrate your isness. And that will bring you opportunities to continue being yourself without being so self-critical and analytical of, you know, this is good of me. I'm listening to them, but this is bad because I need their approval. And this is, ah, just be happy. And if something's not quite happy, that doesn't mean run away, but how could I turn this into happy? How could I stop putting off my happy based on their acknowledgement? How can I be my own source of acknowledgement without getting into so many other layers which have validity? You know, no matter where you go looking for answers, you will find them. And however complicated you make it, it will be that complicated. But it also works for simplicity. Just, just be happy. Be happy in the moment. What will it take? And if it's not this person right now, how could it be this person instead of just running away? And if it's just not happy, well, that's your answer. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. 
And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!